So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. So let me just put this electric car thing in perspective a little bit. This, To me, this is another one of those you get misled a little bit by the media because... Everybody in the media, uh, I'll bet the number, I'll bet the percentage of people in media, in big time mainstream media, who either don't drive a car at all, or if they do, they own an electric car, is or ab- add a hybrid in there. Way abnormally high sure. <laughs> from the average yeah. American. Uh, but so you get the impression that, that that it's a huge deal. And I'm not anti-electric car. I'm just you know I just like to deal with facts and figures. Right. Um, record year last year. Huge jump in the number of electric cars sold. Hundred and just about one hundred and sixty thousand electric car vehicles nationwide, one hundred and sixty thousand, which sounds like a big number, except for the total number of cars sold in America was seventeen and a half million. So seventeen and a half million cars sold nationwide. Of those, one hundred and sixty thousand of them were electric cars, which so about is about a, a third. It's a tiny number, yeah. and half of that number was in California, where there are all kinds of crazy incentives that the taxpayer pays for to get people into electric cars. And on top of that number, wow. you have to consider the miles driven, which is minuscule because, like, I personally know a lot of people who drive electric cars virtue signaling hmm. when they drive. Uh, a half a mile to work and back is their drive. And I would also point out that a lot of those electric cars are bought by the government of the state of California. On the other hand... I'm not against electric cars. I'm just saying, one, it's not not that big a deal yet in terms of people doing it. Right. Um, So there you go. On the other hand... As we introduce Brian Fung, tech reporter for the Washington Post. Uh, Brian, welcome. How are you, sir? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I'll get to my other hand in a second. We were talking about uh, Elon Musk and his uh, building a gigantic um, battery for the good people of Australia. And uh, the the idea of I have a solar system that can store power and I plug my electric car, which has a lovely long range into it every night. That's a great sure. scenario. Absolutely. I think we'd all love that. So having said that... I'm powering my house for nothing and my car for nothing. Pretty cool. Right, exactly. So having said that, Tesla is making some changes, and I take it it's your opinion that they really better. Talk to us. 
Yeah, so um, you know, a lot of people have been really eager to have uh, Tesla come out with its Model Three. This is, uh, if you're not familiar, it's consumer, uh, you know, mainstream car that's uh, designed to be uh, more affordable than its more premium, luxury, high-end cars. Uh, it starts at about thirty-five thousand dollars before federal credits, and um, you know, it's supposed to be um, producing the first Model Three uh, sometime today. And uh, the, the first 30 cars are going to be delivered to um, people who have been on the wait list uh, since last year, um, later this month in a ceremony on July 28th. So as a corporation, Tesla obviously needs to have something other than the fairly still boutique Model S out there. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying, you know, this is going to be um, the thing that basically, uh, you know, uh, puts the company on the map in terms of the, uh, you know, the the mass uh, adoption of electric cars. And keep in mind here that Tesla was, you know, founded um, sort of on the basis of trying to uh, combat climate change by electrifying the U.S. vehicle fleet. Uh, you know, back in 2006, Elon Musk posted a blog post that was, uh, you know, he said it was his secret master plan, and he basically outlined his strategy for getting um, the world to this point, saying, you know, I'm going to start building these luxury vehicles first, which will then, um, you know, the proceeds of which will fund the research and development of a more affordable mass uh, market consumer electric car. And so now we're at this moment, and it's a big one for Tesla. So what holds back people from buying electric cars? Do you have any idea? Has there been any uh, studies on that? Because I just did the percentage on this, that uh, those numbers I was throwing around. So that's point zero zero nine. So nine one thousandth of a percent of car sales in America in its best year by far were electric cars. What, what's holding people back? Yeah, the big thing that uh, you know most analysts cite is um, a range anxiety. The idea that um, you know you're going to be driving along on the road and all of a sudden you're going to run out of battery and. You know, even if there's a gas station nearby, you might not be able to recharge your battery to get home. That's uh, a fear that Tesla has been very conscious of. Um, you know, its batteries uh, are designed to go on uh, for more than 300 miles on a single charge. Uh, this is something that electric car manufacturers everywhere, not just Tesla, um, have been really concerned about. Uh, the other thing, though, is that you know this is likely to get better um, as technology improves, and uh, at, frankly, as more uh, people start adopting driverless cars, I'm sorry, uh, uh, electric cars. Uh, you know, there, there's a kind of um, networking effect here where you know you maybe go outside onto your driveway and you see your neighbor who has uh, you know electric car that might get you to thinking you know hey maybe this isn't such a far-fetched option we saw the exact same thing happen with hybrids uh, when those were first new um, you know so the idea is that uh, there are these social influences that cause people to adopt new technology is going to be really really important oh, for uh, the spread of electric yeah, well, huge social input i mean because many of the cities we broadcast in it's not uncommon in the town I like where I take my kids to school to see. I, I might see five Teslas. Well, <laughs> you're not seeing them anywhere else in the country. I mean, the cities we broadcast in, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, places like that, you might see electric cars, but not very many other places. So there's a cultural aspect to it, no doubt. Brian Fung, tech reporter for the Washington Post, is on the line. Interesting. So Tesla's over 300 miles. I know the Chevy Bolt EV is uh, 238 miles on the battery these days. Now we're talking... 
Um, but as you pointed out, if my neighbor says to me, oh, yeah, I go 50 miles back and forth, uh, no problem, it's easy. I've never even come close to running out of a charge. That's going to mean a lot to me. So you're right. The social aspect is going to be huge. But, I mean, it had better be huge given the current numbers. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you the numbers you cited about uh, you know, adoption are um, going to be really worrying for uh, any automaker, and uh, to date has been um, kind of a reason why a lot of automakers have been more cautious about um, getting into electric cars. That said, you know, uh, with pending regulatory changes in Europe and um, you know, new technology enabling self-driving cars, you know, all of these things are contributing to a broader shift in the auto industry, uh, which is now you know evolving faster than ever before. And, uh, you know, it's getting a lot of um, automakers to think more seriously about, well, actually, electric uh, vehicles could be a more sustainable thing, uh, particularly if you're talking about um, long-haul trucking. Um, you know, Uber has, uh, has done a lot of work with um, uh, auto and uh, long-haul trucking, trying to get truckers to uh, truck drivers um, and trucking to become self-driving uh, or autonomous. Well, let's uh, start with getting thing. truckers to stop yeah. peeing into milk jugs and leaving them alongside the road. Can we start there with the truckers and then move on to the electric vehicles? <laughs> yeah, because I see that regularly. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not cool. Uh, by the way, your number one selling vehicle in America, the Ford F Series pick-em-up truck, the second best selling selling uh, vehicle in America, the Chevy Silverado pick-em-up truck, the third best selling vehicle in America. The Ram truck. What's that add up to, those numbers? You have that in 80. front of you? <laughs> I don't you don't know. have that? Oh, the total? Yeah. Uh, there's half a million. There's a little more than half a million. Almost two million. Versus 160,000 electric vehicles, and you just named three particular trucks. Yeah, then you get to the Toyota Camry and on down the you line. Know what, so, what interesting. Is, you know what has held me back whenever I've thought about it? And I've only thought about it. Well, there's a couple of things. One, uh, I've only ever thought about it when gas got really high, and then it goes back down way low like it is now, and I don't think about it anymore. But whenever I've thought about it, my concern is the technology is improving so fast that I buy an electric vehicle of some sort, and the one I've got ain't worth hardly nothing in two, three years. Uh, that's my concern. Whereas you, you more or less know what your gas-powered car is going to be worth in a couple of years. That's a good point. Uh, although, you know, I would just jump back to uh, the point about trucking for a minute. You know, the, the great thing about uh, electric vehicles that you don't get with a gasoline-powered car is that as soon as you press on the accelerator, you have 100% torque. I know. Uh, I, I talk about that. Believe me, I'm into this. I don't understand why Tesla doesn't market their cars as the fastest sports car you can buy on planet Earth. It's like driving a NASCAR. You get 1,500 pounds of torque instantly. I I think people I don't think most people realize electric cars are super awesome from a speed standpoint. Well, not just from a speed standpoint, but also if you're lifting heavy loads, if you're uh, you know driving around a pickup truck, uh, carrying you know a bunch of lumber on your uh, on your back there, uh, you know you're probably using a lot of gas just to get the the vehicle moving. But with an electric car, uh, you know it's sipping on that battery, but you're getting. Uh, you know, all of the engine power uh, that, that, you know, you can actually get out of the car. Well, I never how, thought how about How many them? yards of wood chips can I get in the back of my uh, my little electric car? Though? <laughs> so you got a giant electric semi-truck. So we're used to seeing them pull away from a stoplight. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Really slowly. Now they'll just go, <laughs> right, <laughs> with yeah. a big load of redwoods on the back or whatever. Yeah, that's right, Brian. I'm sorry. You're talking about commercial trucking. Of course, Brian Fung. Uh, tech reporter for the Washington Post. Uh, Brian, interesting. There's no doubt this is on the rise. We'll keep an eye on it. Good to talk to you. Thanks again, again for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, man.
I only bring up the numbers. I just because it, it, if you take it in through the media, you would think, well, electric cars are they got to be like a third of the cars sold. I mean, it's a huge deal. People even, talk about it all the time. Even ten percent, and it's not even close to ten percent. Not even close. Point zero zero nine percent. Sean, come up with the percentage of cars sold in America that are hybrids, would you please? I would like to know that. In the best year electric cars have ever had by far, it was a huge jump from fifteen to sixteen. Uh and still point zero zero nine percent. So it's just, uh, you know, if you live in one of the cities we're broadcasting in and you see electric cars regularly, that's not the way it is in the rest of the country. Yeah. And I don't just mean rural America. I mean <laughs> other cities. So I was talking about the best-selling cars. Just uh, I just kept scrolling just for fun. And um, it's the Ford pickup, the Chevy pickup, the Dodge pickup. That's the number one, two, and three best-selling vehicles in America. Numbers four through 11 are all Japanese sedans. Isn't that something? Uh, so the the peak of hybrid cars was in 2013 with 3.19% and then dipped to below 2% by April 2016. These are the cars that are half car, half beast. <laughs> exactly. Winged exactly. horse, half winged horse. Well, then interesting. The next three vehicles are Ford products. In terms of China. Best, best selling. No, that would be America, Mr. <laughs> President. Although, if they move that plant to Mexico, I'll wait. I ought to. Stop leaving your jugs of urine alongside the highway. That's what I'm saying. Take them with you to the truck stop. They got toilets there. Then dump it in the trash. God, disgusting. Yeah, right. Uncivilized. We've gotten a number of good texts today. Interesting, funny, insulting. And what do Alex Jones and Gwyneth Paltrow have in common? I wouldn't think much. Plenty. Stay tuned. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey there. Hi there. Got some text. Yo, yo, yo. Going to be uh, going on vacation. We're off next week. Just letting you know ahead of time. Don't want you screaming at the radio on Monday morning. We got to take a break now and again. We just took Getting a break. Burned out, angry. We just took a break. We only worked three days this week. That was a break to celebrate the birthday of our great nation, Jack. Okay. Uh, some texts. Hey, Armstrong Getty, longtime listener, love the show. Could you tell me the name of the artist on the bumper music that sounds like James Brown? That would almost have to be. That little uh, Cuban fellow, right? Or what, whatever he is. Bruno Mars? I think yeah. he's Puerto Rican. Okay. I often accuse him of being Hawaiian. I don't know why. <laughs> accuse him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bruno Mars. Did you see the thing on 60 Minutes about him and his uh, and his background? Mm, when was that? A while back? Pretty recently. Nah, I don't think so. He grew up in like a, a tin shed in whatever Cuba or Hawaii or wherever he's from. Yeah. And uh, just, I mean, just like full on poverty like we don't have in the United States. Really pretty interesting. Mm. And now he's a megastar. It's really a rags to riches. How about a crank spinner? We got that text. If you were listening <laughs> earlier, you get that. If you didn't, I'm not going to reset it, but... Maybe that's a new idea for someone. Somebody's been reading my blog. Lady invented (laughs) fidget spinners for your nipples. We had a number of people say great batteries already exist to hook onto your house to have your your solar panels go into. Why didn't somebody tell me? 
and huh? store your energy. Thank you for the tip. I'll look into that. wonder how expensive they are. I don't know. I have solar power. My wife's complaining the other day because our particular electric company, like, upped by double the amount they charge you to take the power I make on my roof, go to them, then send it back to me right? so I can run my television and my mm-hmm. washing machine, which is just dumb. They're just trying to stay alive. They realize they're dinosaurs. They realize they're being phased out and that they've got to come up with a completely different model. Yeah, boy, I hate the power company so much. Somebody just uh, tweeted at us that, Spent solar panels are more dangerous than nuclear waste to get rid of. I find that a little hard to believe, but mm. there are often those unintended consequences of various leaps forward into green technology. Well, I had some old Getting solar rid of, of the, what, what are the lithium-ion batteries. You don't want those leaching into your landfills. They're really dangerous. Like uh, the CFL bulbs. I lick one every morning. Oh, boy. Battery like My old solar panels. I got my kids sleeping on them for beds. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, did you see last night's episode of Rachel Maddow? I did not. She tried to imply during the send it to Rachel segment. I, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I got something I'd like to send to Rachel. Oh, come a Ziploc bag, huh? I like Rachel Maddow. I don't. She and she's she and a I have, lunatic. She's she, a dangerous anti-American, bitter communist. She have she and I have different ideas of. And uh, I'm told she lies with other women. <laughs> That's what you've been told. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, she said that she re- she had received an extremely sensitive document that clearly oh, shows the connection between Trump and Putin collaborating during the election. Oh, please. No, she didn't. So be and looking. you think she's just fine and dandy. You're a fan of this woman, are you? Look for that in the Unbelievable. Future. I want him watched. Who's in charge of that? Uh, I was talking earlier about how I, I, uh, I don't expect to uh, relax or rejuvenate during my vacation. I don't know if I actually have the energy for my vacation. And uh, I'm, I'm like thinking, can I make it through it? Jack, if the kids are wearing you out, you can always do what my did and totally bail out on your family. Also, will someone please love me and validate my existence? <laughs> wow. Um, um, maybe we write back to that person. I wasn't considering <laughs> abandoning my family because I think it's going to be challenging <laughs> during this next week or so. But just know it's an option <laughs> to keep up with them. Um, you know what? We love you and we validate your existence as long as you keep listening. If you stop, then we don't love you either. The RV trip, we've made this trip several times to where we're going uh, in an RV. Secret location. You're like Johnny Depp. You've got a vacation in secret. Otherwise, the paparazzi are there, the fans, etc. Uh, I think I could say exactly where I'm going. Nobody would go. It's too hard to get to. It's too slow and uh, slog to get there. There's weirdos everywhere listening to the show. I'd be careful. <laughs> there are closer, easier places to get to, but then you're going to have a crowd. I don't yeah. want a crowd. I want an empty beach. Indeed. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. We're going to make s'mores, and we're going to have a fire there by the RV, and... But we're bringing a puppy. I don't know what that's going to do to the situation. Mm. A non-housebroken puppy. Oh, boy. Last night, the puppy peed and pooped again. Oh, boy. On the carpet. The uh, the uh, toilet train is not going terribly well, apparently. Are, are pugs difficult to uh, get to come around or what? I'm not trying to toilet train it, so I don't know. I have put no effort into it. Oh, you're, it's I, not your department. It's nobody's saying. department. Oh, I think we have discovered the cause. Yeah. <laughs> who's Who's got time for that? I'm I'm so busy with everything else. I don't have time to puppy train to, to potty train a puppy. Well, so is are you just hoping it decides on its own to go outside? Yes. Well, well, what it seems to be doing currently is 
It'll be outside for several hours, and what it's thinking is, will you please let me go back in? I've got to go. Right. As soon as you let it back in, it thinks, finally, I can pee and poop. That's how my parents trained me. It was just, uh, they waited till I finally was I don't, seven, eight years old. I don't love your chances. But I'm not in charge of the dog department. Okay. I got nothing to do with the dog department. Fair enough. Other than cleaning up the messes. You're delegating. So you have time important. for that. I got time for that, apparently. Well, you got to, because it's, uh, well, it smells terrible. That's what forces you into that. I'm too busy with the, the bedtimes and whatever else. Well, your kids are going, they go to the bathroom outside. The dog looks at them and probably says, I'm not True going that. outside like these savages. <laughs> right. True that. Right. Look at these humans. My kids run down the hall to open the door to go out in the backyard to pee. So they're, they're, they're similar to the dog in reverse. I've got it all backwards. <laughs> the dog's confused. <laughs> my, whole, yeah. my whole life is backwards. So my kids, near a toilet, run all the way down to the other end of the house to go outside. My dog, outside, waits, holds it in pain until it can get inside. Well, your dog is thinking, uh, you know, when I was a puppy, they were telling me that, uh, you know, humans go inside, dogs go outside. But I must have misheard. Are, yeah, I must have misheard because <laughs> the humans are clearly going outside here. So I think I'm supposed to pee on the carpet. <laughs> I don't know. That's one ugly dog. I'll tell you that, though. <laughs> I was uh, so so. We're we're moving in still, which takes months, and uh, it's so difficult to describe because people say, "Hey, y'all moved in," and that's people who haven't moved in like fifteen years. Because I hate you for asking that question. Because we're like two and a half weeks in now to our new house, but it's finally starting to feel like a home. But we had all our stuff jammed into a garage, which then we had to move all of it out to get garage cabinets so we could move all of it back in and uh and just accomplished that yesterday which was a real relief but i was going through a box that included painting supplies and we pretty much decided our painting days is over are over um because we used to always do our own painting we both enjoy it um but like i kept painting that of rooms or like still life canvases yeah, bowls yeah. of fruit yeah. tasteful and distasteful <laughs> nudes a lot of fig leaves <laughs> Yeah, no, no fig leaves, please. Much more frank than that. Uh, <laughs> Genitalia are challenging to paint. The oh, yeah. shading. Plus, uh, you know, it, you, sometimes they're at rest, sometimes they're not. So I invested in uh, some materials. So I, you remember back in the 70s, you'd hold something and then you'd change the angle and the picture would change? Mm. Well, that's what I do with my pictures of genitalia. So you tilt the <laughs> canvas and it roing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Roing. Exactly. <laughs> But they, they sell they sell very well at the art show. But anyway, so I got painting supplies and dog supplies. I came across the supplies from the late great Onyx mm. and uh, bowls and leashes and stuff like that. And uh, I looked at them. I thought about it because we're in a brutal get rid of everything phase. Right. In fact, I um, Judy said to me, I can't, what was it she was asking me about? It was one of your borderline should we keep it, should we not keep it things? And I said, get rid of it. Throw it away. She said, yes. I said, am I turning you on? <laughs> she said, oh, yeah, because we both got the momentum. But I came across the dog stuff, uh-huh. and I said, we're keeping it. Mm. Keeping it in reserve. God, it's so so I, uh... little D, who's been working on me to get a dog. Oh, the, the inquiring minds think, hmm, things are flowing in a positive direction. I, I, I will have a dog sooner or later. It will not be, and I mean no offense whatsoever, it will not be some dog whose eyes are threatening to pop out at every moment who poos on my carpet. Who sounds like that when it breathes. <laughs> it, 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 that is oh exactly. I you feel the best 
I feel like I'm on the moors and the werewolves are about. That's exactly what that thing sm- uh, sounds oh like. Oh, my God. It ain't going to be one of those. Sitting on the couch next to you, snoring. His face is all mushed up. God hates pugs. Um, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump, Putin, what's going on behind closed doors? We got the GOP fight to repeal and replace Obamacare beginning to crumble. Oh, yeah, that. And Lady Gaga, puppet of Russian oligarchs. Right! Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Guinea. As I've suggested for years. I'll be danged. Intriguing stories coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Who knows what Putin and Trump talked about? Or are they still talking? Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump and Russian President Putin are still meeting at the G20 summit in Germany behind closed doors. The Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, and his Russian counterpart are also in the room. It is still unclear if Trump's actually going to raise the issue of Russian meddling in the U.S. presidential election. Why why does everybody bring that up? I, I don't even understand why that's such a thing. As opposed to, everybody brings that up in that, uh, why not, uh, we don't know yet if he's going to bring up how to divide up Syria. We don't know yet if he's going to bring up Russians' uh, uh, attempt to get involved in the North Korea story. We don't know yet if he's going to bring up Russia going to Ukraine and the sanctions. It's always, is he going to bring up the, the meddling in the election? Because it's the only thing the media cares about. Correct, Marshall. Would you like to defend yourself? Turns out He has no defense, folks. Turns out the president still wants Mexico, though, to pay for the border wall. <laughs> president, Trump brought that up? President Trump wow. met with the Mexican president in Germany before his meeting with Putin. A reporter asked Trump if he still expects Mexico to pay for that wall. Trump quickly responded, saying, absolutely. Yeah, all right. So we'll... <laughs> oh, my God. That's just hilarious. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside the summit, got a second day of protests underway. NBC reporter Keir Simmons is in the thick of it. Once again, it appears that the police are using smoke bombs, uh, tear gas, more reinforcements arriving. Thousands of anti-capitalist protesters trying to disrupt the gathering of world leaders. Wow. I, I, I really wish they'd get together and make a statement for what they want, what they I, I think s- the world ought to look like. I say give them a country. Let them give run them it. Give them a country yeah. and let them run it. See how it goes. We're not letting anybody out, though. <laughs> Once they're here, they're we're, But we're fencing you in. Good luck. We're going to have cameras. We're going to watch it. Good luck. The GOP fight to repeal and replace Obamacare continues crumbling. While talking about the difficulty of actually repealing Obamacare at a town hall meeting, you got top Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell explaining. I'm in the position of a guy with a Rubik's Cube trying to twist the dial in, in such a way to get to at least 50 members of my conference who can agree. He also made it clear that not taking action is not an option. Where we end up, if Republicans are not able to agree among themselves, is the crisis will still be there. And we'll have to see what the way forward is at that point. So now they're talking about making deals with Democrats. The only reason the federal government is running this is because the federal government can spend money it doesn't have most easily and or print money that it's already spent. The only reason we don't say to all the states, look, Kentucky, try something. California, try something. Indiana, try something. 
The only reason we don't do that is because it's it, you have to come to terms with your spending much more quickly on the state level. That is why the feds are in charge of health care, so they can spend money they don't have. It's the only way to get this done, by the trillions of dollars. And, and everybody knows it, but nobody talks about it. It's really, I don't know. I should, I should give up. I, I would enjoy my life a lot better if I would just give up and tell my kids, listen, we're spending all of your money over and over again. You're not going to have any. You're going to have choking taxes, suffocating regulations, etc. Just look forward to it, kids. Number of reports today that Lady Gaga performed at a wedding for a Russian oligarch's daughter. Actually, she's the... It's collusion between Lady Gaga and the Russians. Actually, the granddaughter of Vladimir Putin. The singer last weekend performed at a $10 million event held at the Dolby Theater in L.A., the site of the Academy Awards. I think it's interesting and and hilarious how many of these uh, various artists that, uh, you know, tend to be anti-power of this kind... Sure. Go around and perform for various Arab sheiks or Russian oligarchs or whatever right. if they pay him enough money. Sure, absolutely. This uh, young lady's uh, budget for flowers was half a million dollars alone. Hell, Turn- I'd go play my trombone at Putin's barn dance. Uh, what do I care? <laughs> Turns out her dad owns a major Russian energy company and is very tight with the president. Well, Remember when that list came out? Like J-Lo yeah. and all these different people had performed for various Saudi Arabian princes. Right. Yeah, various uh, potentates were in favor of executing homosexuals and women have no rights and the rest of it. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll play for you. And one Pay of those, me enough money. And one of those shows, didn't they have the women on one side of the room and the guys on the other side of the room? It was very odd, I remember. Yeah, it's the Muslim world. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'll play my kazoo for Kim Jong-un if he pays me enough. What the hell do I care? That's my attitude. You'd play your kazoo for Kim Jong-un. Sure. Wow. Sad. Here's a little something I call the uh, Capitalist West must fall. Two, three, four. (laughs) I insist. All right, settle down, sister. I insist we get to this. What Alex Jones and Gwyneth Paltrow have in common. Awesome. This will either horrify or delight you, or perhaps both. Maybe you're barbecuing. I guess it's grilling. Maybe you're grilling this weekend. How do Americans like their steaks? You should find out. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. How many people like Trump and Vincent like their steak well done? Higher percentage than should be true. They all need to be rounded up and put in camps. Good. That's going to be people who will never be in my home. Stay tuned for that. No offense, Vince. (laughs) This is revealing. And it's going to anger many of you. I'm going to be somewhat diplomatic because that's the way I am. Gentle. Those that you, is the word most often used to describe the verbal stylings of Joe Getty. Gentle. Gentle. Those of you listening to it on the podcast will be extra angered because you're already very mad that they don't exist. Yeah, and, and it, it sucks, and it's been changed inexplicably and uh, to, to the good of no one. Anyway. Those of you asking what the plan is or what we're doing, nobody knows. No. There is no plan. No, and so. uh, we've employed uh, the best uh, professionals <laughs> we know to ascertain what the plan is, and nobody can figure it out. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's site, Goop. Mm-hmm. That's where she 
uh, passes along information and sells stuff. Right. She sells overly expensive hogs wallop to pretentious liberal chuckleheads. $25 activated cashews. Uh, you've got activated cashews. What the f is an activated cashew? You've got the Indian Ayurvedic medicine. It purports to tonify the immune system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh. It goes on and on. Some of these and products are unintentionally hilarious, effective for general weakness, impotence, infertility. And we were asking a couple of weeks ago. Or I was asking, does. Does she believe all this stuff? I think she believes all this stuff. You thought she was uh, she knows that it's crap, but she's making money off of it. I don't know. Bacoba, another Indian herb, improves memory, treats epilepsy. Chaga mushroom offers immune system support, soothing properties, DNA damage protection, joy promoter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She sold out her recent uh, like retreat, many thousands of dollars per ticket sold out instantly. To listen to people speak about crap. I'm going to keep going. Colloidal silver. A suspension of tiny silver particles in a liquid. That Active silver what? keeps germs at bay. So I spray this in the air around me when I sit down, according to Gwyneth Paltrow. Wow. Uh, needless to say, any authority with any uh, like above a third grade education says all of this is crazy. I'm going to do one more, then I'm going to get to the punchline. Uh, let's see. How about root? Reducing fatigue and stress, improving immune functions. Fuel your physical and entrepreneurial feats with the moon juice used by or made with root. There's that? powder dust. There's eye bright herb. There's vapor beauties mesmerize eye shimmer. Here's your punchline. All of these products are sold as well on Alex Jones Infowars site under different names with slightly different claims. Really? All of them. Mysterious. You've got to be a sap to believe it. Hyper-alternative, never-tested, never-proven, vaguely mystical crap sold to the fans of both sites. What does that say to you? We're not going to have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it! (laughs) Although Alex Jones, I get his act, I think. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's an actress. Here's an example. On your 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 uh, your goop site, your Gwyneth site, they sell spirit dust. It's an uplifting blend of adaptogenic super herbs and super mushrooms mm. that help combat the effects of stress to expand peaceful awareness and align you with bliss. <laughs> adaptogenic, that sounds good. The very <laughs> what? What was that last thing you said? Peaceful what? I wish you'd pay attention. I'm trying to be patient. That, that, that's an unbelievable it little. Combats mo- the effects of stress to expand peaceful awareness and align you with bliss. It uh, it expands peaceful awareness. That's quite the uh, little combination of words there. The very same product is marketed on Alex Jones' site as Wake Up America Immune Support Blend 100% Organic Coffee. Prized for thousands of years for their culinary and medicinal properties, mushrooms are more than just a low-sodium and high-fiber ingredient for pasta and pizzas. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Christian man. I, I got carried away. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You better wake up, get your butts in gear, because you are being attacked. You have reishi mushrooms. Oh, whoops. That's the same thing. Um, Let's see. You have nascent iodine uh, sold uh, on Goop. Uh, in a in a Q and A published on the site, which God dang it! All right, I'll click on the link. Why don't you have it on there? This is ruining momentum. There it is. So, all right, all right. What I'm do you sorry. think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nascent iodine has electromagnetic charges that make food easier to digest. And uh, because most people don't get enough from foods rich in the mineral, nascent iodine helps you absorb blah, blah, blah. Time Um, to die. And uh, on Infowars, it's marketed as Survival Shield X2. Experience the benefits of the next lever proprietary nascent iodine developed using our thermodynamic pressure-sensitive high-energy sound pulse nano-emulsion technology. Ha, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm sorry. This is a family audience. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm tired. Almost every guinea pig is horribly deformed with their testicles on top of their heads. (laughs) (laughs) Then you've got sun potion. Sun potion is organic USA grown cordyceps mushrooms and is an important yang tonic. May support the oxygenation of the whole body, mental power, muscle tone, sexual energy, and immune function. That's on Gwyneth Paltrow. I got your yang tonic. On Infowars, it's marketed as Wake Up America Immune Support Blend 100% Organic Coffee. Again, same thing. Throughout history, these are some of the most expensive herbal raw materials in the world. So do you believe it's the same company? It's almost got to be, right? Mm, It's uh, both sites' audiences share certain characteristics. Well, I believe that, but I mean the company that where you, where this stuff comes from. Oh, it's almost got to be. Yeah. 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 They just have different names for it. Would you like some activated cashews? That is really interesting. It's a certain sort of person. <laughs> Two-thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 